Welcome to Podcast This Escape, the podcast in which we talk about the escape room we escaped from on last week's podcast. We've just finished Chapter 5, for us seconds ago, for you a whole week away. Uh, and congratulations, guys, you made it out. Thank you. Yeah, we were very smart. <gasps> you <laughs> nailed a lot of these things. Aaron Funnily enough, you actually did everything sweat. in the exact opposite order that Bill did in his playtest. Yes, I, I playtested this recently and, and I... I think I started, I started immediately with a letter. I found 11 cents. I ran over to the bookshelf. I figured out, and it took me ages to do the, the chair, the stairs and the binary code on the bookshelves and all that. Right. Huh. You smashed it. Yeah. Again, Woo. we're really smart. Uh, Aaron, I think that you did a, a, an excellent job um, coming up uh, with the Berlin, California, Egypt, Jamaica one. I'm amazed that I remembered how to spell Rhode Island. <laughs> no one cares. You asked a lot Island. of the right questions, Aaron. I'm a, I'm amazed that these Aussies spelled Rhode Island correctly as well. I can see becoming <laughs> addicted to this. Like I, yeah, I want to well, do a hundred more hours. You guys of can't this. see this, but Aaron's smoking a crack pipe right now. <laughs> <laughs> how long does it? How long does it take you all to come up with a with a room? Uh, I usually. If I'm doing well, I can get it all done, all designed, all typed up in a week. The actual designing of the room, maybe like two days. And if you're not doing well? If I'm not doing well, then I sit sadly, usually a couple of weeks. (laughs) Most of it just going, why did I put another chair in this room? Chairs don't do anything. You can't make a puzzle out of chairs. (laughs) I did, uh, so I've, like I said, I've done like 50 or so escape rooms. I did one with my mom. One time I've done a room with my mom, and I was like, uh, oh, I found a, a lock pad. We need uh, three digits. And my mom looked at a chair, and she goes, there's a chair. A chair has four legs. Put in four. <laughs> and I was like, okay, mom, I'll put in four. That wasn't it, but. I'll, I'll do that for you, mom. Yeah. <laughs> you gave birth to me. It's the least I could do, but you're utterly wrong. <laughs> oh, this lock must be broken. Four didn't work. <laughs> Uh, no, you guys did really well. Like you, you, uh, you, you cotton onto a lot of stuff really quickly. Every every now and then, you would then abandon it for something else, for sure. Um, or or you'd start to to trick yourself into something different. Like straight away, uh, JPC, you looked at the the stamps. And you're like, oh, there's eleven cents missing. And I think uh, Adel said, oh, four two one. All right, that's hundred percent what it is. Four two one. Let's move on. <laughs> we didn't get back to eleven cents till the end of the room. Uh. Yeah, I mean, the, the not understanding what is important and what is just like, mm. you know, oh, yeah, these details, like, is the 421 important? Is the 11 important? Yeah. Is the opposite? Is it like the 443 of like what they, you know. What they have left. Yeah, you know? what yeah. they have left, yeah. Uh, it is hard. The other thing is, and this is, I mean, obviously, um, there's a little bit of a language thing between, you know, uh, <laughs> Australians and Americans. Uh, you use some words that we don't really use here, uh, which kind of oh, confuse really? us. Uh, we call filing cabinets um, uh, just a uh, damn uh, closets. Uh, we call te- we call <laughs> telephones. We call telephones cell phones. We call desks paper tops. <laughs> we call well, chairs. Has happened before. We Le- call leggy backs. Yeah, we call uh, <laughs> books read 'em ups. Hey. I've had some horrible translation things yeah. before. Yeah. It's really that really threw me. Uh, but, coats but are hats, hats before. are coats. <laughs> we call panic uh, we, rooms we, Jodie Foster's. <laughs> in, in an early episode, we referenced like a you know someone found a torch. And they, and they were picturing themselves holding a big flaming stick the entire time. Oh, like, oh, it's, sorry, a it's a flashlight. It's a flashlight. Yeah. Uh, and, we, and every now and then we do have to find ourselves correcting to American English because mm-hmm. we've had, had people just be like, oh, and what is that? 
Although the best was we did record with a with a German man who uh, we said something had tassels on it, and he's like, "Ah, oh, yes, yes." Um, and what is what is tassels? And we had to spend like fifteen minutes trying to explain the concept of what a tassel wow, is. Wow, that's that's a difficult one to explain. That was a hard yeah. one. Hey, we were, like, real, Googling it. real quick, real quick, just to protect ourselves, it wasn't Hitler. <laughs> oh, it was. I'm so sorry. <laughs> oh my. Oh, he lives down. One of the ghosts. Please don't use this. We can't be associated with a podcast that had Hitler on. Although we will use this as Patreon content for our yeah. podcast. Uh, did, did he try and escape the room, give up, shoot his wife, and then kill himself? Okay. <laughs> That's history. If there were a podcast that, Are you seriously that could upset get that Hitler on it right history? now. If there um, were a podcast that could get Hitler on it right now, would they or would they not be the most popular podcast of them all? Popular. Joe uh, Rogan interviewing cereal, Hitler? It'd be pretty four. big. I got pretty... Uh, I, like when we did, were doing the PBRL part, I was getting frustrated, mm. so I decided to try to draw the Sydney Opera House from memory. I'll send you a picture Whoa. of that. <laughs> Please, sir. <laughs> it, it looks, I don't think it I could do that. Insane. It just looks like a bunch of teeth if I do that. No, it <laughs> looks. Uh, it looks like I. I never even heard about what the Sydney Opera House was, <laughs> let alone see it time and time again. I'll send that to you right now. I want to hear your reaction to it. But yes, no. I, it was you guys did really well, and it's always. Uh, it's always interesting, like, sometimes we have guests on who are really, really jokey and we feel like we have to push the puzzles. And sometimes we have guests who are really, really intent on puzzles and I have to stop and just make lots of jokes to keep the episode interesting. You guys managed to be very good at doing both. You'd make a good amount of jokes. And just as someone was stepping in to be like, all right, let's, you'd be like, okay, now let's solve this puzzle. We're done. I think I attribute that to, um, you know, Top Notch and Marriage, I feel like, did an excellent job keeping the flow of conversation. But I, I think that the <laughs> real kind of standout here was Dr. David Forkmeyer, DDS, <laughs> who kind of used his power of um, being one of the best dentists in the tri-state area to really influence what we were doing in this puzzle. I think we can all I mean, agree. really, we only got you on this podcast <laughs> to be our link to him because we want him on. I can't wait until um, Dr. David uh, Forkmeyer... Beautiful. DDS appears in a future episode. And I hope oh, my lovely will. wife Melissa appears favorite. as well. Erin, um, your, your drawing of the Opera House looks like a metal hedgehog rolling forwards. <laughs> I'm so sorry. The second I did Is it, that I was not like, oh, no. <laughs> it looks I think, like, I don't even I, I think don't that's even what Yonot's son was no, inspired by. I don't even think you drew the Opera House. I think you were squiggling on your page and went, I could I could say that that's a picture of the opera house. I'm gonna try again. <laughs> Should look like you were trying Should to we look like you were trying to get your pen to work. That we did not find Mike Cullivan's will. Mm. You didn't find his will. I mean, we were down there to find the that will, though. Correct. Yeah, you did. But yeah. wasn't found. Instead, you found something much more important: a ghost, a ghost, and twenty dollars. <laughs> And I guess now uh, I, I you should you probably shouldn't answer this because um, the the story is ongoing. But oh, all please. of these ghosts that are being collected, these are all going to be organized into some sort of big sandwich that you'll eat at the end. Correct? Oh are, yeah, that's the one. That's the one thing I can't tell you. Okay. Okay. Well, <laughs> it's all you know, about sandwich ghosts. I, I'll just I. It's enough that I'm right at the end. I don't need the affirmation right now. Um, but this ghost is cheese, and I'm assuming that. Um, <laughs> When you eat the big sandwich, you will credit us for ghosting you the cheese. Billy, delete this. Delete this. I gotta, I gotta cut it out. <laughs> uh, we did find we found out a little bit in this episode. We found out that 
he was doing some shady business dealings. He had an, a lawyer. It was another sort of angry servant style ghost in this room. Mm. But we found out maybe there's some strange legal thing. We know on the day that he crashed, he was visiting his lawyer as well. Mm. So there's definitely Perhaps some strange Perhaps he was going connection. to visit another lawyer because this one wouldn't do what he wanted. Perhaps That's so. True. So there might be something crazy going on. I don't wonder, what would Mike Cullen have been wanting to do? I have no idea. Mm. That's the how, real puzzle. How thrilled were you when you realized that you had a Patreon donor whose name is Alistair so that you could have a lawyer character? <laughs> well, that was the thing. I didn't know whose name was going in this one. And then Bill realized we had two Patreons named Alistair. And Atchison and Bell sounded most, like a great it's the firm. the best firm. It really does. That's fantastic. And then I had the problem with the both Alistair's spell their name differently. So I tried to make that work. But that's fine. It's, a, oh. it's an audio medium. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure. If you're an Alistair, I don't know that you can be um, too wholly, like, you know, hung up on yeah. the spelling of your name. Oh, especially like, one of those weird people who spells it with, like, a D in it or something. <laughs> oh, yeah. Alistair with Get a D? Get out of here. No way. we got to start working in our Patreon members' names in our show. That's what, Do you think I just made up the name Tab Forkmeyer? <laughs> no. Tab, thank you for uh, supporting us. Tab Forkmeyer, I know this is that you probably won't hear this, but I do want to thank you for donating eleven thousand dollars. <laughs> uh, I know it's your dad's money. I know he is a your father-in-law. <laughs> your father-in-law. You can't call him dad. Um, I I sent you my second attempt. I'm going to send you okay. my third. The third attempt oh, at the Opera House looks like a bunch of sharks having a party. <laughs> but we'll see. Right. And that was the first show that ever went up in the Sydney Opera House, correct? Mm-hmm. Shark Party? <laughs> Shark Party. That's, see, that's much better. That mm-hmm. second attempt, the one that you've emailed, I don't know if that's second or third. That's, yes. that's Oh, really that's, exa- that's clearly That it. is clearly... All right, then ignore my third one. If if you listening at home want to see um, uh, Aaron's drawings, just go to google.com and Google Sydney Opera House. (laughs) I think the first one that pops up should be Aaron's drawing. Beautiful. Um, Yeah. The third one is good as well. I think if you mix your second one and your third one together, it'll be be If this were a Sporkle quiz where it was identify the landmark based on these drawings, people would get that right. Yeah, definitely. Well... Uh, that went very well. Thank you, guys. That was uh, that was a lot of fun. Yeah, we won't uh, keep you any longer than we have to. You, you don't need to stay to hear us plug our own Patreon. Well, you can, because <laughs> we're pretty much at the end of... The, uh, oh, no, we can talk a bit more about the room design and, and issues that we had. Yeah. You don't need to stay for that unless you'd like to, unless you want to talk to Danny about how she designed this particular room. That is in no way a Please, push invi- to say yes, no, though. You're allowed to do you uh, Danny, I would just us. like to say that the room that you designed was very, very fun to play in. I, I did love all of the um, flavor text in there. Uh, the, the ghost stuff was so spooky. I saw Aaron, um, I don't know, I, I know that you said no cursing, but I will say that I saw Aaron crap her pants several <laughs> times. Um, Adol, uh, I can't really speak to... Uh, his state, but I will just say that I suspect very strongly, due to the smell, that he crapped his pants several times. Yep. And I can say front and back. Front and back. I can say personally for me, um, I really enjoyed this uh, room, and I did crap my pants uh, while playing it. Yeah, I loved well, it. Well, that's Actually, all any writer slash podcaster wants to hear. That's it. That's the goal. <laughs> to be fair, JPC walked in with his pants crapped. <laughs> oh come on. <laughs> I go about I go about six or seven days a week with fully crapped pants. Uh, Enough of these boys! I'm tired of these boys. <laughs> we are the podcast of poop jokes. That's how we've That's always it. known. That's how it's always been. Um, I can't wait to listen to more of your podcast. Thank you so much for having us on. Yeah. Thank you so That's much wonderful. for making this work. Thank you. Thank you so yeah. much for, for thinking of us and, and inviting us on. If you'd like to. 
if you'd like to give all of yourselves one last plug to our listeners, wherever they may find you. You can check me out on Adelrefi.com. No. <laughs> oh, that's not a real thing. <laughs> uh, so for, for uh, JPC, you can follow me on Twitter at JPSoFly. Uh, you can follow me on Instagram at SharkBarkman. Uh, if you're ever in Chicago, um, please come see all three of us in World News Tonight at the IO Theater. That's on Saturday nights at 8 and 10. Um, uh, and I know if you're listening to this in Australia, that is 15 hours in the past. So don't mix up <laughs> uh-huh. your Saturdays. Um, you can listen to our podcast, Hey Riddle Riddle. Uh, it's on the HeadGum Network. Um, you can go to our website, which is heyriddleriddle.com. Uh, you can um, buy some of our Hey Riddle Riddle merch on TeePublic. You can join our Patreon at patreon.com slash heyriddleriddle. You can send us emails with riddles at hrrpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, and we'd love for you to engage with our podcast. And we we will say that we love most of all our Australian listeners. Yeah, most of all. Yes. <laughs> and uh, this is our you your favorite. They're the best a- at what you do. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, you can check out me, Adel, on Twitter at AdelRefi. Um, and I do another podcast called Hello from the Magic Tavern. Check that out as well. Uh, you can follow me, Aaron Keefe 10, on Instagram. I don't really use Twitter, but you can follow me anyway. Um, <laughs> And yeah, that's it. <laughs> I love Wonderful. Australia. Go Sydney Swans, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, fun for. So okay, cool. to Sorry. continue our chat, just the two of just us. Just the two of us. Just a lovely Ask marital chat. Ask me questions. Chat. Let me brag about my craft. Okay, so this room was really interesting. I I really enjoyed this room, and I know sometimes we talk about rooms that feel the most like. Real escape rooms. Mm. And this one to me had that flavor. This felt the most like it could exist. It was a lot of notes in drawers. Um, you know, yeah, there was matching... very little reliance exactly, on right? the, the supernatural. Exactly, right? The ghost didn't do a huge amount. We had a bookshelf that opened up into a into another room. We had uh, maybe, maybe the creaky stairs may have been harder to do in a real room because it's something a little bit vague. True, um, and you may have had to change it to like stairs that had a certain. I'm sure there would have been. Them. I'm sure there are sound devices out there that can make artificial. I'm creaks. sure there. Of course, there are. I'm sure there are. It's very. I'm sure it would be very easy. Um, wh- did you notice that when you were designing it that it not, felt like it could have been not real? even a little bit? Is it something you consider when you're making them? I try not to make ghosts too much the Deus Ex Machina of any room, <laughs> That's true. but honestly, no. I feel like I rely so heavily on being able to control where people go. Like, even then, just saying, I want to flick through the phone book. The whole phone book. That's true. You... I'm just trying to say, no, I mean, maybe you could do that in a real room at a stretch, mm. or maybe you could just luckily turn to the right page. But exactly. I'm just going to say, no, that's a really long, and arduous task. In this case as well, that's very well something, something, something that somebody would do, and it would skip a puzzle. Exactly. Because you could flick all the way, see that there was writing in the margin, and mm. just and do the the Westmacott. Although that said, whatever, I suppose you would never. I suppose you name. wouldn't know what the name was. Oh, oh if it wasn't so you lined would still up. have to go with that. That would be interesting. A whole pa- a whole thing of da- though it would still you know they'd find W names they wouldn't have to match up the family portraits because like oh a W name let's check let's do it for that Perhaps. so it may have been skippable if it was too physical, um, but you're right it could hmm. still be much a, a pretty big puzzle. Um, so so it's interesting. Do you feel when you have a room like this that is possibly more, like, very able to do in a physical space, mm. when you end up with a room like that, do you do you care? Like, do you feel, oh, I've missed some opportunities to make this more podcast to, like, use the medium? Or does it not bother you at all? Is it perfectly fine? I 
don't think I particularly notice. Honestly, I don't, like I said, I don't like to rely on the magic or anything too much. So I probably prefer it this way. But hmm. while I'm making the room happen, I don't give that too much thought. So, but in general, would you do you do you prefer rooms that you think could be made physically? They feel more honest. I mean, I'm not thinking of it in terms of I want this to be made physically, or I even want this to be possible to be made physically. But yeah, making sure that links can be found and it's not just yes. oh, a ghost pops up and gives you a clue. That is true, and that's something that is that is it, it is an interesting one because so much of puzzle solving relies on being able to form a logical link, right? If I do this, this thing will happen. Exactly. And ghosts can make that difficult, right? If I turn this, maybe the oven will just magically turn off. And yeah. Off, right? it, it can be difficult. Um, I know it's... we've had experiences like that in real rooms before when they're, when they're too high tech, it becomes impossible to solve some puzzles because yeah. there's no way of knowing. Good technology, indistinguishable from magic exactly. and all of that. And so at some point you think, why would this open the door? There's yeah. no physical way that could happen. Um is that something that you've tried to avoid in, in rooms that you've designed? I definitely try to avoid it as much as possible. I know people are going to give me a pass for it because this is a magic ghosts. and ghosts thing. But, yeah, I don't want it to go too much in that hmm. direction because it will start to say, all right, fine, I tap my foot three times and do a chicken dance. <laughs> and that's going to unlock the secret roof hatch. Hmm. I don't want that to happen so much. Um, one of the things that we change with this room, it's just, <laughs> this is sort of similar, similar idea, right? In this idea of being able to logic your way through a series of events, right? So ghosts can sometimes mess with that. Yeah. The other aspect is when you have puzzles, the finding the connection between non-connected puzzle parts, mm. right? So for example... Accidentally creating a puzzle. Exactly, right? Between because, two things that weren't meant to be and, connected at And all. one of the ones that was in this room is that originally the stairs had nine steps. And you, very politely in your playtest, counted the number of stairs and then immediately went to the family portrait and counted the number nine of people. people. Exactly. And immediately in my head, nine people, nine stairs, we have a connection. Yeah. Nine to nine, right? Um, and I saw you, we originally thought you could make it 11, but you couldn't make the stairs 11 because we had 11 cents mm -hmm. missing. Uh, you couldn't make the stairs 23 stairs. We have 23 envelopes. Yeah. Even when we did make it 10, which seemed a reasonable number at the time. Ah. <laughs> uh. Um... The players managed to find that there was, connection what was it, to a ten. A ten. Letter, what was it, a ten? Is there a ten-letter word or something? Or um, there are ten things of stamps. Yes, there were ten sheets there were of ten stamps. Ten sheets of stamps. So uh, it's really hard though, mm. to avoid those connections. While we couldn't make it smaller, because at some point a binary code with four digits is not big enough, <laughs> and that logically couldn't make any sense. Exactly. Um, now so we just we kept trying. That. We did catch that in this one, but we I do know it's been an issue in previous rooms where we had you go on. Oh, that's another thing with five things in it. Sorry, no, they're not connected. Mm. We have had it be an issue in recording. Uh, are you more? Are you looking for that more and more now that it's been an issue? I'm in our definitely trying. It's hard, but yeah, you've just got to split up the numbers a little bit more. It's so easy to just make there four of things in a room because that makes sense. A lot of things that you buy for your house do come in fours. Mm. But then if people are looking for puzzles, you gotta Yeah, you gotta try to scrap logic just a little bit because when you use your words to describe a thing, that's very different from walking into a real escape room, seeing four chairs and four windows, you probably won't make that connection so much mm. just by seeing them. Yeah. But when I have to outright state there are four chairs here, even if it's not important, just because it seems it. like that would make sense. They'll be like they will hear that word for. They'll be like Adol's mother. The chair has four legs. Four legs on a chair. <laughs> Same idea, mm. right? Which, which is a very, which when, when it's prompted, like can be very reasonable, right? Like Definitely. You find Sometimes it, it does matter. And sometimes that's unavoidable. 
anytime you use the number four, all the desks have four legs, all the chairs have four legs, mm-hmm. all the uh, half the tables have four. Legs. Like it's it's a immediate sort of thing, and we've even used that in certain rooms. I feel like room three had some connection with the three legs on a bed, or there were, it was a bed with with three poster things or one thing missing, and so we use that to be like well, oh of season one, season one, episode yeah. three, yeah, right, really early on in in room design. That we we did use literally the number of legs on a bed was relevant or tied something. into it. So it, so it isn't an unreasonable thing to connect. No, to. not at all. And if it seems out of place in some way, and therefore on a podcast, because I'm using the words to describe mm. things, everything could seem out of place. Yeah. And you do, and I do know that you do this sometimes. That you you it is important. And if you ever are playing these at home, uh, or you're go- or you're a future guest listening. Uh, it is important to focus on the the way Danny describes things because often there are lots of clues hidden in that, right? Mm. Like, in some ways, searching is not... Actually, this is an interesting point, uh, if I do say so myself. Searching <laughs> is not so much a thing in these rooms, right? Exactly. Like, you, if we say, describe this chair to me, you will describe the chair. We don't usually don't need to say... Like, yeah. oh, but I feel it. I look under it. I rip it up. I, right. I'm so, probably not lying by omission, exactly. But, but our version of searching, of being attentive, is listening to the exact description and going, oh, hold on a minute. Did you describe the chair as slanted? Mm. Oh, look, here's a whole bunch of slanted things and the slanted this and crooked, crooked and slanted. Right? We find you pick up these little words and descriptions and go, okay, that's my version of searching. It's listening and finding the, that little keyword that Danny didn't stress, but it was in there. That's um, a pretty cool way of putting it. And that's I our like version that. of searching. It's audio searching, mm. um, which is very interesting. I, I swear there was, a, there was a very good example from this room of that specifically, um, but I can't remember what it was. I made a point in my head, but I didn't write it down. That's all right. <laughs> We've, I think people understand what I'm talking about here. There yeah. are these little, those, those hidden keywords that make you go, oh, this and this. Mm. I mean, no, for example, in the bookshelf, every time the bookshelf was described, you mentioned office admin, you know, things for like mail stamps, things like that. Mm. But you mentioned stamps or you mentioned mail sending, sending mail in a list of, a ver- of various other office admin tasks. So in this case, if people are thinking, oh, I've got these stamps and letters, which at the time they hadn't seen before they read the shelf. They go, stamps, where have I heard stamps before? Oh, that's mm. right. Like the, the office, like they connect these words. They find stamps, which are very clearly labeled. These are stamps and mail. And then they have to think back to a description that had that hidden inside the description, right? And the even more important one here was when Cullen's ghost said, the only connection between the law and a repairman is my stairs. And because knowing that some of those big heavy books were law books. Exactly. Now, I remember when I did one. this, I, I think I'd already pieced together there'd be a connection between... Like the codes and the stairs in my head, I don't know. Yeah. But for them, that was the, that was the trigger. They went law, like in the law bookshelf, stairs, law, stairs, bookshelf. How do I connect stairs to bookshelves? And eventually got to the ten ten uh, binary, great. and we have two options for the stairs, which worked out really well. They did that. They did that. Uh, they found that really easily mm. once they kind of caught on. Wait, well, hold on a second. Ten ten. Like Erin really did make some great connections she very did. quickly. Like the blue fabric to the coats immediately mm. from the coats to the lawyer to saying, cool, is that lawyer's name on any of the papers? Mm. Yeah, she came Instance. up with a lot of things to think like, like, where would this logically go? Mm. I have a name. Where could I find a name? Phone books, m- m- sent mail. That's about it. So yeah, let's it check great. these. Right? It, worked, it worked very well. The one tricky thing about puzzle connections in this room that I've noticed, like making connections that aren't there, is... Like, I think it's usually pretty good for puzzles to be more or less self-contained. Sometimes I like to do one big, almost in-room meta puzzle. Like well, the previous in, episode. 
or the previous um oh no, no, sorry, two episodes, two, episodes ago. two two rooms ago in episode yeah, where in room three. everything in the hunting room seemed to lead up to one big puzzle but in this one all of the puzzles were relatively self-contained within them but there was always a worry like they know that they're looking for a phone number, so every time they find a number, maybe it's to do with a the phone. They've mm. solved the uh, Westchester Lascott's name alphabet puzzle, and then they're directed to a new puzzle, which also has words and letters. And so they, they think, oh, is that the same sort of puzzle? And no, because I wouldn't reuse a puzzle, but they think that it's still related enough that it might be the same mm. puzzle. So that's a tricky thing to try to get yes. out of people's minds because once they've gotten so far as to solve one really complicated puzzle, obviously that method is going to still be in the head. Mm. Yes, it's interesting. And and there's people like uh, in Chapter 1 where we had Dave who kept going, all right, let's turn every letter into a number and let's sequence this and check this and index this. And every time he found numbers, he thought, oh, right. are these letters? Like he he has a, a set technique in, in, mm. in his... Um, in his repertoire, which in this room would have made yeah, what was would have been the great. most difficult puzzle very easy. He would have gone, oh, look at this, difficult puzzle, uh, I'll just... Blah, 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 blah. But it happened to not be relevant for it, it, Yeah, it didn't end up mattering. Um, but Why do we have so many Daves on this podcast? Oh, that's a lot of Daves. Uh, no Daves today. So that's oh. all good. I'm glad they didn't pick the name Dave for their characters. <laughs> Marriage, Top Notch, and Tab Forkmire. Um <laughs> But uh, get some great illustrations for them. Oh, I hope so. <laughs> um, but yeah, it, 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 it's 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 interesting. Was there anything else in this room, uh, in the playtest that that went differently? Were there any other changes? I know there were some issues with. Uh, oh, there were, one of the things that we changed. One of the things we noticed in this playtest was in the family trees. <laughs> uh, I had adjusted those family trees several times trying to make the numbers of people right or similar and then trying to figure out, oh, wait, I've accidentally just drawn three random family trees with totally different numbers of males and females mm. and people in them and then trying to normalise them a bit so you couldn't actually tell just from counting which exactly. one belonged to it. There were two that had five males and – sorry, four males, five females, mm. but then one of them had the the extra unborn child, yeah. which linked to the coloured inside, which was really cool. It was really well put together. And the issue was in the first iteration, or the iteration when we play tested, the West, the Westchester Lascots, technically didn't have, didn't have brothers. brothers. Oops. There's a set of brothers brothers in law, but we had sisters who had married an extra husband to get yeah. the. So last night so I just went around. into Paint, selected that little family box, and pressed rotate like flip vertical. Oh really? Yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so, so it did, did work out, but it, these are the sort of things that you notice in these playtests. Yeah, that's right? why because I'm so glad you're not playing these I know, right? Because my immediate reaction was, oh, let's look at the brothers. Oh, wait, there are no brothers. Let's move yeah. on. And you had to stop me and say, no, wait, hold on. Sorry, they are brothers. Let's Appreciate fix that. Appreciate it. Um, it, was, it was a very good room, I think. I think this was a really solid set of puzzles. I mean, they've it all been good. It was one of this, the more puzzly rooms, It really it? was. It had a lot of puzzles and they were good puzzles. And also they felt... All, they felt like nicely thematic, right? Um, in, in terms of like sometimes puzzles, it's hard to not make them feel like, and here's a puzzle. But mm. sometimes there are just puzzles. And even when there was... I love family trees as puzzles. I mean, oh, I, family trees are My wonderful. last year at university, I did genetics and a lot of it was reading family trees for different diseases and figuring out like <laughs> how a disease has been passed down. Was it recessive? Was it dominant? Was it autosomal? All that sort of stuff. Love that so much. So I wanted to put in some sort of miniature version of that and using a family tree for a puzzle. And it worked out really so well. And I was fun. glad because I knew a little bit about family trees mm. 
but they pieced it together really well when they looked at it. Like it didn't require any. So like they're they're good because they're both like really interesting, really puzzly, but they're not something that would ever really be kind of assumed knowledge. Exactly. No one's like, what is like. Everyone when pretty much I, knows what a family tree looks like. Even when I Google family trees and try to come up with images for it, a lot of them include actual pictures of the person mm. or they have blue bubbles versus pink bubbles, Ugh. things like that. Whereas coming from my biology background, I was used to squares and circles. Mm. So I was a bit iffy about whether to include a key for mm. circle but equals I think female. The key, key worked very well. Yeah, I think Because I, I don't think that would – without the key it would have been – how was I supposed to know this? Like that's assumed a knowledge. bit more guessy, yeah. Exactly, um, and when when it was so important that the only kind of thing people were linking it to was number of males, number of females. Yeah. it was important that they didn't get those things confused. Absolutely, because it wouldn't have been as fun to be like, oh, we have four of one and five of the other, but which is which? Well, in the painting, it's men and women. Oh, maybe that what you know. It- that said, there is a thing, isn't there? That just instinctively in the human brains, the circle will be more likely to be drawn to females. And very, very perhaps. like you know, because men are men are pointy. Men are pointy. Women are round. Hmm. Yeah, that's that's just a fact. I, I prefer just saying that men are pointy. That's that's makes me much more comfortable than saying women are round. Women are round. You heard it here first, ladies and gentlemen. Um, <sighs> well, that worked really well. Uh, we've already talked a little bit about what we discovered in this episode. Mm. We now have a yeah. Do you have any clear... other <sighs> things about what's going on? We can we know the how that we can see how angry Mike was that Katrina left with that vigorous mm. destroying of the family of her, her line of the family tree. Uh, which was great. I think that was done really well. Like that—that that was a scri- like an angry scribble looked really nice. Um, so we know that she left. We also know that he knew she was pregnant, which mm. is which is interesting. Um, uh, he may ne- possibly have thought she died, but but the anger seems to imply that he knew that she left. And Philip Ho mentioned something about it as well as a ghost, not as a not as a Patreon donor, mm-hmm. hi Philip, but as a ghost also mentioned something about. The, she'd left and he was possibly feeling sad about it, but he seemed more angry than hmm. than sad. Um, he hired this lawyer, possibly a different lawyer than the one he was seeing on in in uh, on the day that he died in that car crash. Um, so he obviously had some strange legal thing. And what was the what was the wording of that? Was there something specific in the wording? Let me let me pull this up. Um, so he says, um, working a case just long enough to gain access to a client's private information. The lawyer says that he won't have his practice associated with someone so underhanded. So he's trying to get the lawyer to do, or the lawyer has found out that he has some some underhanded thing going on. So yeah. I'm not quite sure what the what the deal is there. It's still a bit vague. It is a bit vague, but it's definitely like a new aspect to the whole Culloden situation that they're not just an angry man who died; that he was doing something criminal or underhanded yeah, or the amoral. Real question is, how is this related to all of these ghosts being here? Mm. Take, trying to take not maybe not even vengeance on him, but something. Yeah. And then you've got and the you've non-angry got the, the... ghost of the maid as well to fit in all of this. Mm. Who isn't angry at all. She's yeah. just here. Necromancer in the basement. But now so, we've been in the basement, there's no necromancer. Yeah. So you've got lots of things that you know, feel like they make sense-ish from a how a person would react to certain situations and things that could plausibly be going on, but exactly how they all connect to each other isn't quite there yet. Mm. Yeah, it's interesting. Good. This is how mystery should be. I'm nailing this. <laughs> um, if people have theories, tweet. Don't, don't tweet them because that's kind of spoilers. If you have theories, email them to them. Email, email the theories to us about what you think is going on. But put it. Put, Address it to me specifically. Put it, yeah, put it big like, 
like spoiler theory, and then Danny will read them. So I don't. So I'm not going to read them. Uh, so please do that. That's and a then, good idea. Like, I probably won't tell you if you're right or wrong. I'll just say, what a cool thought. <laughs> um, well, wonderful. Uh, I think that's probably good for sounds good this episode. Uh, this episode's probably gonna come out at around the time that we're gonna be in Les Mis. We should plug it. Nah, that's fine. We're gonna be in Les Mis. We're gonna be in Les Mis. Over nah, Easter, Anzac Day, end of April, Glen Street Theatre. That's us. <laughs> um, so, people, if you do want to get in contact with us, we always love hearing from listeners of the show, um, especially if you're new listeners who've come here for Hey Real Riddle. I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, you can tweet at us. We're at Ask This Podcast. We're on Instagram at Escape This Podcast. Uh, we are. Uh, you can send us an email at escapethispod at gmail.com. Find us on Facebook uh, or however you want to contact us. We always love to hear from listeners. Uh, we also would love, if you haven't left a review for the show, it would mean a huge amount if you could review us on iTunes. It really does help get the show out to more people. If you have reviewed the show, then thank you very much. And also you can go and talk to people on the street. Recommend it to a friend, to a family member, to a hated enemy. Anybody can enjoy this. Um, we also have our Patreon up uh, so people can donate to help support the show. And we have a a lot of really lovely donors. It means a lot to us. Uh, we're working towards our next goal, which would be to release a new puzzle-based podcast outside of just escape rooms. Uh, we're on our way to that. That'd be at $500 a month we can hit that goal. It would really mean a lot if we could get there. Uh, if you so busy. If you do donate to the show, uh, there are bonus episodes. There is a new bonus episode out, uh, another Poirot short story in which I take on the role of Hastings and solve a real murder. And this one is all contained in a single episode, so no cliffhangers. Yes, uh, and that was really enjoyable. So I hope you. But there, are, other than that, there are two other murder mystery stories that we've played through: uh, disappearance of Mister Davenheim and murders on the Rue Morgue. They are a lot of fun. Danny converts these detective short stories into playable experiences for me, someone who has not read the short stories. So I get to try and solve it, and you can listen along and and help solve it with me. Um, so if you would like, if, you, if that sounds interesting to you, you can go listen to those if you're a $5 donor. We have badges for our $10 donors. Uh, and we also have, for everybody of any donor level, uh, the, a bit, their, their name gets put into a hat by which we name our NPCs. And in this episode, aside from Mike Barsky and Katrina Kivamaki, who are the Culloden's, we had. I, I'm sorry that the Westchester Scots were not drawn from nope, the pool. But I really needed those letters. Danny was to, scouring. Oh. was scouring the Patreon for people whose names would fit this puzzle. But that was a very hard. We one couldn't to find them. Create. Sorry. Um, but we did add both Alistair Aitchinson and Alistair Bell of Aitchinson and Bell. Uh, so I hope you enjoyed having your names appear in the show. Uh, they're very good lawyer names. If you're not both lawyers, you should be. Yeah, please just make up some cards that say Alistair of the firm of Etchison and Bell. Yeah. Sorry, just... Alistair, solicitor of the firm of Etchison and Bell. Exactly. They'd look great. Uh, so wonderful. Thank you, everybody, for listening. I hope this was enjoyable. Uh, and tune in next week for Chapter 6, in which all the ghosts escape from their confines and form into some kind of giant sandwich. You know that's Episode 10. <laughs>